the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I caught a little of the governor's State of the State address uh, during the commercial break. And he's throwing out enough items on his wish list to have plausible deniability when it comes to not backing school choice. For instance, he's talking about $3,000 in charter school funding for low-income students and increasing the per-pupil facilities funding for all charter schools from $500 to $1,000 per student. Is that going to do anything for the 2,000-plus kids on the waiting list at KIPP? No, it's not. They're still going to be on the waiting list. Can't get in. He also unveiled this idea that if you are in the top 5% of your graduating class in any Ohio high school, that he will give you a $5,000 annual scholarship for every year that you are in college if, if you go to a college in the state of Ohio. Why does it have to be a college in the state of Ohio? I don't understand why that has to be a college in the state of Ohio. If you're rewarding them for their achievement in high school and then you're restricting them on where they go to college, that doesn't make any sense to me. You're for education only in the state of Ohio? You're only for... Who would that please... Oh, that would please the teachers' unions. Yes, it would. All the other stuff that he's talking about sounds like it could have come straight from a Ted Strickland state of the state. Talks about literacy programs. And you see, he establishes his allegiance to these programs so that he can ward off any criticism. What what do you mean I'm not for education? I have a literacy program. So there will be more, but none of it will be what you hope to hear as a conservative. None of it will be anything that gives you, as a parent, your share of the tax money they are spending with every public school in the state of Ohio for money they take from you with exorbitant Ohio income taxes and state and local taxes, by the way, too. None of it will fund your kids at the school you want to send them to be it a homeschool environment or be it a private school environment. Now, I happened upon a very interesting story today in the Washington Post that underscores so much of why we are where we are in our culture. We are in a culture where our most important check on power, the light of news media coverage, has been all but turned out in the past 10 years. When I got into journalism, I did so because there was something in me that was captivated by the Watergate story in the early 1970s where two young, eager, energetic, thorough reporters at the Washington Post exposed government corruption at the highest levels, leading to a change in the American presidency. 
It's interesting that this story from the Washington Post, the paper that broke the Watergate scandal, quotes a former editor of the Washington Post named Leonard Downey Jr. And I've said before that I grieve the death of journalism, the field that I went into. Uh, This is the eulogy (laughs) for journalism. Allow me to read this column in the Washington Post from Leonard Downey Jr., former executive editor of the Washington Post. He succeeded Ben Bradley, who was the editor when Woodward and Bernstein broke broke the story on Watergate. Amid all the profound challenges and changes roiling the American news media today, newsrooms are debating whether, get this, traditional objectivity should still be the standard for news reporting. Objectivity is defined by most dictionaries as expressing or using facts without distortion, bias, feelings, or prejudice. So what would be wrong with objectivity? We'll have to read more. Journalistic objectivity has generally been understood to mean much the same thing. So journalistic objectivity would be reporting without distortion by personal beliefs, without bias, without feelings or prejudice. Yeah, that's why I got in. Please update me, Mr. Downey. He continues, increasingly, reporters, editors, and media critics argue that the concept of journalistic objectivity is a distortion of reality. Can I pause for a second and go back? So, objectivity in journalism is a distortion of reality. So the argument being made is that, I thought the first part was, objectivity was defined as using facts without distortion. So if objectivity is designed as without distortion, now you're telling me that objectivity is itself a distortion of reality. This is stupid. But it goes on. These reporters, editors, and media critics point out that the standard of objectivity was dictated over decades by male editors in predominantly white newsrooms and reinforce their own view of the world. Hmm. Really? They believe that pursuing objectivity can lead to a false balance of both sides-ism in covering stories about race, the treatment of women, LGBTQ rights, and income equality, and climate change, and many others. So it's bad to give both sides. That's what they're saying. It's bad to give both sides. Because you wouldn't want to give both sides and let people make up their own minds. That would be objective coverage, which they now say was defined as the absence of a distortion of facts But what they now say is itself a distortion of facts, presenting both sides. Utter lunacy. In today's diversifying newsrooms, these people feel that objectivity negates many of their own identities, their own life experiences, and their own cultural context, which keeps them from pursuing truth in their work. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. The absence of distorting facts is the pursuit of truth. Oh, you're a dinosaur, Bruce. Yeah. So this guy goes on to talk about when he worked as Ben Bradley's managing editor during the Watergate scandal. He said, I never really understood what objectivity meant. 
I didn't consider it a standard for our newsroom. Well, that explains a lot. Our goals for journalism, get this. He says he didn't know what objectivity was. But here were the goals for the newsroom. Our goals for the newsroom were accuracy, fairness, nonpartisanship, accountability, and the pursuit of truth. Hey, idiot, that is objectivity. Moron. If you're going to define objectivity, you couldn't do better than to say it must be accurate, it must be fair, it must be nonpartisan, it must be accountable, and it must pursue truth. That is objectivity, you fool. And then he talks about how he got some government grant to study this supposed progress in questioning objectivity. What we found from our study convinced us that truth-seeking news media must move beyond, oh, you're going to reimagine, must move beyond whatever objectivity once meant to produce more trustworthy news. So the only kind of trustworthy news would be trues, tr- would be news that is not accurate, fair, nonpartisan, accountable, or true. That's what he's saying. What we found was that truth-seeking news media must move beyond whatever objectivity once meant. He told you a couple paragraphs earlier what it meant. It meant it was accurate, fair, nonpartisan, accountable, and was true. Among the news leaders who told us that they have rejected objectivity as a coverage standard was Kathleen Carroll, former executive editor of the Associated Press. The Associated Press spreads news all throughout the world. They are the only wire service that goes throughout the world. Reuters doesn't. UPI's dead. The executive editor of the AP says that we got to get rid of objectivity. I I am I'm not at a loss for words because trust me I'll have more to say because this is so incredibly stupid. So I had somebody reach out to me on social media during the break, and they're like, why do you get so upset about journalism? You know it's been in the tank for the better part of a decade and a half. And I'm like, yeah, but to see it articulated in print, argued as if what's wrong with journalism is a commitment to pursuing what is right, is uh, deeply disturbing to me. Uh, Because imagine if you had committed all your professional efforts, all your talents, abilities, training to a profession because you viewed it as a profession that could apply your gifts to doing something good for society, a way to serve others, and in the midst of you doing that, the values of the profession spun 180 degrees. And the people that you thought you shared <laughs> a mindset and approach with turned out to be people who you cannot fathom how they can become so blind 
to spitting on the values you once shared. That's me, okay? Like, I have been fortunate in my career to do a lot of things and forge a lot of great memories, many of which are not specifically bylines in newspapers or, you know, assignments that I performed in the company of others, but many of those memories are just related to the friendships that I forged with those from other competing media entities who were engaged in covering the same things I was. I used to have what I would have considered, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 really close friends in the journalism profession. And you hear all the time, well, there really really aren't very many conservative Republicans in media. I have about two of those 50 left. Two. Two committed Christians, and not coincidentally, two conservatives. So reading this story in the Washington Post, the very headline is... (laughs) to borrow a leftist term, triggering to me, because the headline says, newsrooms that move beyond objectivity can build trust. No, no, they can't. You cannot have trust in media without objectivity. This may be a revelation to this former executive editor of the Washington Post, but people don't like being told what to do, and they like less being told what to think. And you are saying in that headline, newsrooms that move beyond objectivity can build trust. You are saying that if you purposefully are not objective, and remember, how did you define objectivity? The presence of accuracy, the presence of fairness, the presence of nonpartisanship, the presence of accountability, and the presence of truth. That's how you defined objectivity. You're saying if you are not accurate, are not fair, are not nonpartisan. In other words, you are partisan. You are not accountable and you do not pursue truth. That is the only way that you can build trust. No, no, it isn't. Not with smart people, only with stupid people, only with ideologues, only with hacks and idiots. Reading from this ridiculous editorial in the Washington Post. More and more journalists of color. Why do you have to describe them that way? Why why aren't they just journalists? Because if journalists were really committed to objectivity, like they used to be, their color didn't matter. Their sex didn't matter. Their sexual preferences didn't matter. Were you committed to truth? Were you committed to fairness? Were you committed to accuracy? Were you committed to being down the middle? (sighs) More and more journalists of color. And younger white reporters. Younger ones. See the old ones. Gotta get rid of them. Dinosaurs. Like Bruce Hooley. More and more journalists of color and younger white reporters, including LGBTQ plus people, in increasingly diverse newsrooms, believe that the concept of objectivity... Get this. The concept of objectivity has prevented truly accurate reporting informed by their own backgrounds, experiences, and points of view. See, what they think 
based upon Pam is in the other room holding her head in her hands, <laughs> holding her hands over her mouth so she doesn't scream in frustration because Pam got into this business like I did when fairness was at the top of the priority food chain. The slant uh, that comes out of so many media members' mouths. Yeah. Just drives me crazy. So here's the current editor of the okay. Washington Post. <laughs> there is some confusion about the value of good reporting versus point of view. See, in the past, if you injected your point of view, that was by definition bad reporting. She says there's a confusion it's about editorializing. Yeah. She said, because many journalists want to make a difference on issues like climate change, immigration, and education, we stress the value of reporting, she said. Not the truth of the reporting, not the fairness of the reporting, the value. And who puts the value on it? You do. You do as the journalist. You decide if it has value. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's called, that's not being a journalist. That's being a talk show host if you want to get your point across that's called, and your opinion across. You know what that's called? That's called PR. That's called public yes, relations. thank you. There's a field. Absolutely. When I went to Ohio State, there were three tracks in journalism. You could get a journalism degree with a broadcast bent. Mm-hmm. You could get a journalism degree with a news editorial bent. And you could get a degree with a public relations bent. And if you wanted to advocate, that was where you went. The legendary Walt Seifert. Walter Wonderful with his little captain's hat and his big white beard. And everybody loved Walt Seifert. And I sat in his class and I thought, well, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. He might be a wonderful guy, but this offen- it literally offended my sensibilities to talk about, from an instructional perspective, how I could sway people to think the way I wanted them to. Twist it. Twist I hated it. it. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is the big deal with this guy? He's teaching people how to lie for money. And that is what public relations is. I get it. There's advertising and there's a use for it, I'm sure. and so It's just not for me. And I don't like... That little corner of the journalism world festering and oozing into my corner of the world, which I grant is becoming decidedly populated by noxious thinking. Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. The consensus among younger journalists is that we got it all wrong. Objectivity has to go. So this is a well-funded study from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University from people who've reached the highest levels of journalism in their career, saying that objectivity should no longer mean accuracy, fairness, nonpartisanship, accountability, pursuit of truth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.